morning, everybody. It is just Sunday morning. It is October 21st, 2018. It's quite a sunny day here in New York today, but it's also a very blustery day, in the words of the great Winnie the Pooh. It's a blustery day, Christopher Robin. Yeah, it really is. It's very blustery today. But, um, but it's beautiful. I mean, the clouds are looking white for a change. And uh, the sky is turquoise blue. Um, and it's just really nice out today. So uh, other than the wind, when the wind's not blowing, it's, um, it's really nice. And thank God it's not snowing. That's all I care about. Like, Isn't it funny how when you were a kid you just couldn't wait for it to snow? And now that you're an adult, you're just like, okay, it looks pretty and all that, but really? Really? Do I really feel like getting up at 6 a.m. to clean off my car? No. So no, not digging the snow. So all of you in the warmer climates, uh, be grateful that uh, you don't have to deal with snow because, believe me, you're not missing much. All right, so anyway, um, today I'm going to speak about... Uh, an issue that's definitely going to be coming up for you in the next few months, and that's going to be dry skin, dehydrated skin, skin crying out for water, skin crying out for help, all right? So before we get to that point, let's start hydrating now if you haven't been already, okay? If you haven't been already, start now. Don't wait until the winter gets here and then, you know, trying fixing all this water loss that's in your skin. You cannot ignore your skin. Your skin shows every day. Everyone sees it. You cannot ignore it. It's the largest organ on your body. It's very, very important. Very important. You know, we, I think we just like think of it like, like, or I should say we don't think of it. A lot of us very much. We just take it for granted that it's this stuff called skin that covers our body. But it's got to be kept healthy. If it dries out, then it's not going to work properly. And if it doesn't work properly, that doesn't just mean, oh, well, it's not going to look so nice. You know, like I say often, you know, in Europe, I know they're very big on skincare and all of that. Of course, Korea, a lot of the Asian um countries and all that, very into skincare, very. Americans are too. However, a lot of Americans are not, okay, because I feel like, I mean, I could be totally wrong, just my opinion, but I feel like Americans look at it more like a beauty thing than a health, you know, issue, health thing, you know, unless you really have like an issue, like where you're itching or you're red or, you, you know, unless you have an issue, You just look at it as like, oh, does my skin look good? You know, and yeah, we want the skin to look good. Of course we do. But it's only going to look good if it's, you know, healthy. So, um, so that's how we get around making it look good is to actually make it healthy. And then before you know it, it starts looking good. So, um, so yeah, so the thing with skin is, um, it's literally a sponge. Think of it like a sponge. You know, you're putting water in and it's always coming out. All right. You're always, 
even though you're not sweating, sweating, you're always losing water through the skin because the skin has, I don't even know how many, probably millions of pores. Uh, and by the way, pores are simply hair follicles. That's what they are. They're actually hair follicles. Um, you know, so deep within the skin is, is the bottom, the bulb of the hair follicle. And that's where the hair comes from. And there's also like a muscle down there, a little small little muscle. Uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. Something erectile, (laughs) something like that. Um, But anyway, what that does is that's like when you get scared or excited or whatever and you get goosebumps. That's what makes your hair stand up. Because on the bottom there, you know, in the skin, where that little bulb is, where the hair, you know, emanates from, um, there's like that little muscle and it just kind of like flexes and then, you know, the hair stand up. So that's just a little, you know, just a little cool fact. Um, but anyway, so we know that we have, uh, three layers in the skin. You have the epidermis, that's the top layer. Then you have the dermis and then you have the subcutaneous fat underneath that. Okay. So the epidermis protects the skin, um, it absorbs the water in, prevents dehydration. Um, and, uh, you know, also that's where like a lot of the, um, dead skin cells are going to be. So you want to exfoliate that, you know, it's your outer layer of skin that you can see. And then you have the dermis. The dermis is where like all the, the nerves are and the blood vessels and, um, you know, and, uh, that's what gives us our sense of touch and, um, you know, also our sense like to feel like, you know, something's cold, something's hot. Um, that's why, you know, the skin is also, of course, you know, connected to the brain and also the nervous system, because when you touch something that's hot, your skin has to send a signal to the brain to tell it to move your hands away because it's not good because you'll burn your hands. Um, same thing with something that's, let's say is extremely cold, you know, you're not going to want to touch it. Your brain's going to say, no, you know, get away from that. So, um, so yeah, your skin is like really, really important to your whole body. Of course, you know, skin cancers can, you know, um, go deep into the skin if they're ignored and then go into the body and into the organs. And so, you know, there's a lot to the skin. And, um, it's not just a matter of, oh, my skin's dry. Oh, my skin's this. Oh, my skin, you know, it's it's not that simple. It's all science. It's all about science. And, um, so, you know, as far as, uh, the skin, there are two types of dry. Okay. So you have dehydration, that kind of dryness, that kind of dryness is called a skin, um, uh, condition. Okay. Um, because that can be helped with hydration. You just, you know, uh, give hydration and that will go away. But, um, dry skin is like, uh, it's pretty much like inherent. Like you're, you're pretty much born with the, um, the propensity toward dry, dry skin. It's more like a skin type. So, um, that you're going to have to battle a little bit harder throughout life. But again, I will always say this consistency, consistency, consistency when it comes to skincare. If you are consistent, just like a sponge, 
Don't let your skin dry out to the point where it's like, you know, so dry that now you have to come back from that. And it takes a long time. When you put something on your skin, please don't think that like as soon as you put it on, it's going all the way down into the skin because it's not happening like that. Especially if you're not, sorry about that, especially if you're not exfoliating, okay? If you are not exfoliating, then nothing is getting into your skin. It's just sitting on the top of dead skin layers because on the epidermis, the outer layer of the skin, those cells are dead. They're dead. So we don't want those. We want those gone and we want the new skin cells from the dermis to be able to come up to the top of the skin and give us new fresh skin cells all the time. So, um, so yeah, so there's a difference between dehydration and dry skin. Dehydrated skin will look, um, you'll see fine lines in it, like under the eyes. You might see like these little two or three, like very fine, thin, thin lines, um, your eyes might, you know, the skin around your eyes might even like cave in a little bit, you know, giving you like that sallow, hollowed look, you know, if you don't have a good hydrating eye cream, that's going to plump up that skin and build the collagen and elastin. Cause a lot of times when you have darkness under the eyes, not always, but sometimes when you have darkness under the eyes, it's blood vessels that are showing through the skin. So a lot of times if you try to build up the collagen and elastin around that skin because it's so thin, um, then you will see an improvement in that darkness under the eyes because now the skin is getting thicker. And so it's, you know, it's building collagen elastin. And so it won't show as much, you know, as like it won't, the blood vessels won't be able to uh, show through it. So that can help. Um, dehydrated skin though, uh, you can take your finger like your pointer finger and like press it against your cheekbone and then, and your skin and then kind of just like press up a little bit. And if you see like fine lines within your skin there, that's probably dehydration. Okay. And that means you have to drink more water. Oh, but I am drinking. Oh, I drink so much water. But yeah, but you got to look at what else you're doing too. You could be drinking tons of water, but you could also be drinking coffee all day. You could be drinking soda all day. You could be drinking tea. You could be a, a chocoholic and like chocolate. All these things have caffeine and caffeine is a diuretic. It's, it makes you lose water. So is, uh, like, um, lemon juice. So like, I know a lot of people like to drink lemon juice. Now, vitamin C is excellent for, um, for trans epidermal water loss, dehydration, but it's better applied to the skin and like eaten in oranges and things like that. Um, because the, uh, you know, it still is like a, a natural diuretic. So, um, but vitamin C on the skin really helps with, um, trans epidermal water loss as well. Also, um, you want to up your omega six and your omega three fatty acids. If you have dry skin and dehydrated skin, uh, those are, you know, um, what actually make up the, um, the outer layers of the skin cells. So when you, you know, have uh, a diet rich in those things, or you take supplements or whatever, um, things like olive oil, flaxseed, salmon, things like that. They're going to bring, uh, moisture to the skin. You know, they're going to make the skin more supple. So, um, that's what we want. We don't want dried out crispy skin cells because they're not going to do the work properly. And, uh, what that also is going to do, if you don't have the proper hydration is it's going to mess up your skin's, um, acid mantle, which is like 
the natural uh, barrier um, against toxins and bacteria and other things. What happens is if the skin gets so dry, it literally starts to lose the connections. Um, like there's a, there's like emollients that connect the skin cells together. And when you start to lose those, then the skin starts, the cells start to collapse a little bit. And so now all kinds of things can get in there. So picture like, um, picture like, no, I don't know if all of you will remember this example, but I was going to say, when you used to play the game Red Rover, Red Rover, blah, blah, come over, some of you will remember that, or just locking arms with people, let's say locking arms, and then let's say all of a sudden just drop those arms and you all tilt a little bit to the left. Now you have like this diagonal opening that's going to let stuff come in. So that's what it's like when you get, you know, your skin gets dehydrated and you're breaking down that barrier that's natural, that's going to want to hold everything in. So you have to build that barrier back up. And the way that you do that is by good hydration, using things with ceramides in it, um, <coughs> lipids, um, of course, just hyaluronic acid for hydration. And that too, I want to talk on. Um, there is a difference between hydration and moisturization. You can get a hydrating moisturizer, but um, hydration will bring uh, water from you know, uh, the atmosphere, the environment to the skin. And then the molecules from that hydrator, like hyaluronic acid, for example, which by the way, our skin naturally creates. It sounds scarier than this. Oh, it's an acid. Oh, it's a, well, our skin has acid in it naturally. And it's to kill bacteria that comes on the skin. So with hyaluronic acid, it will actually hold within its own molecules a thousand times its water weight on your skin. So <clears throat> let's say you get a good serum that's a hydrating serum. You put that on first and then you're going to put on your moisturizer, which is more emollient over that and uh, it's going to lock everything in. So, um, so if you have very oily skin, you don't want a moisturizer so much. You want more of a hydrator. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have some moisture, but it means what you need is hydration because when you create too much sebum in the skin like that, a lot of times it's because there's not a good balance of oil and water in the skin. There has to be a good balance. And uh, again, the pH balance of the skin, 7.5. It's got to be perfect like that. If it goes either way, then that's when the skin starts to go crazy and do all kinds of weird stuff. Um, so... <clears throat> You definitely have to be consistent. However, another thing is do not overdo it with your skin either. Like if you don't have oily skin, let's say, and you're always exfoliating, you're always using salicylic acids, and you're always using glycolic, and you're doing masks, and you're doing charcoal masks and clay masks, you are drying your skin out to no end. You can over-process your skin very easily. And when you do that, you're causing so much irritation to the skin, so much inflammation to the skin that the skin is going to start to turn red, puffy, inflame. A lot of times in the cheek area because you're rubbing there more excessively than other areas because we tend to look in the mirror and just in the cheek area. And, uh, and ironically, that's one of the thinnest parts of the face. And so by scrubbing it like that all the time, not only are we damaging it, 
You're literally damaging your own skin by doing that. Your skin is clean when you've given it a decent little light scrub or a light cleansing. You don't need to like scrub, scrub. You use products that go into the pores and kind of like melt all that debris that's within the pores. Good products, you know. Yes, these products can be expensive, but you get what you pay for. Okay, folks? Not saying that the mass market is not good. It's okay. It's good. But when you're dealing with your skin, which again, I'll say is one of your most important organs, why would you want to skimp at that point? You know, why would you want to not use the best possible things that are out there? And those are cosmeceuticals. Cosmeceuticals, the molecules in them are very, very small. And so you're going to get results much quicker much more efficiently. They're going to go deeper into the skin much faster. And that's the difference is the, is the molecular size a lot of times. And also, of course, let's just say a mass market product says it has aloe in it. Okay. Well, it literally could have like a drip of aloe in it and they could say it has aloe in it. Um, you know, cosmeceuticals are held to a little bit higher standard, um, than, you know, uh, mass market. So, um, so yeah, so, (coughs) so then you have dry skin. Okay. Dry skin. Well, first of all, let me just say this. Dehydrated skin is going to feel tight. It's going to be more like a tight feeling, uncomfortable. The skin's not comfortable. And, um, like I said, the thing for that is hydration, hydration, not losing it and holding on to it and actually applying it and putting it into the skin and drinking lots of water and hydrating things, eating your hydration too, eating watermelon, eating things that are very hydrating, eating things high in lipids like avocados and, um, you know, um, papayas and stuff like that, that are high in antioxidants. Speaking of papaya, uh, and pumpkin too, since we're in the Halloween, October feel, um, pumpkin, when you do those pumpkins with the kids and you, you know, cutting up in that pumpkin, all that goo inside and the gush, don't throw that away. I mean, not all of it. You can't use it all because it's going to go bad, but take out a little clump of that and save it for yourself for later, put it in the fridge and then take that out and keep putting that on your skin for like a few days. And that is a natural enzyme. It's going to eat away its dead skin. It's going to make your skin beautiful. That slimy stuff that's inside the pumpkin. Put that on your skin. It's going to make your skin amazing. Okay? So, um, and also um, papayas are also naturally have enzymes in them. So whip up yourself a mask with some, some sour cream and some papaya and some avocado in there. Whip it up. Put it on your skin. Delicious. And it's no big deal if it gets in your eyes and it's no big deal if it gets in your mouth and it's just no big deal. You can slather your whole face, your neck, the decollete area. By the way, a lot of people have asked me that question. What is a decollete? Decollete is like, um, right underneath the neck there, that area of the, of the breastbone where the skin is very, very thin there. Okay. So if you use a lot of anti-aging products and you're very into your skin and you want to stay young looking as long as you can, and you're always doing your, you know, putting your skincare on your face and doing a really good job, and you better be hitting that neck and decollete too. Cause if you're not, guess what? 20 years down the line. Yeah. Your skin and your face is going to look great. You're going to look like you're 40 when you're 50, 
But your neck and decollete is going to look like, like it's 60. Because they call that decollete area and the neck the second face. All right? Because the skin there is so thin that, you know, it's just like the skin on the face, even though it's on your body. So you have to, you know, use your anti-aging creams there. Use your sunblock there if you're wearing a lot of V-neck shirts. Even in the winter time, anything that's, you know, you're plunging neckline and you're going to be outside, neck and decollete. You should just be doing it any, anywhere every day. Anti-aging creams, neck and decollete. Back of the neck as well. A lot of women don't put stuff, and men, don't put stuff on the back of the neck. Especially sunblock, when, you know, on a daily basis, when you're wearing your hair up, ponytails, blah, blah, everybody puts it right on the front, like as if they don't have a back. If you have the back of your neck too, get that too. Alright, and that includes with your, um, hydration, moisturization, all those things. Another thing is oils to the skin. Oils have lipids. They're great for the skin. Certain oils, of course. Flaxseed oil, grapeseed oil, coconut oil, no. Not for the, not for the face. I don't agree with it. It's not good. It causes melia. Okay, so it's a little bit too, the molecules are a little bit too large for the face. So I recommend that for the body, absolutely. Not for removing makeup, no. Causes melia under the eyes. You need to use grapeseed oil, flaxseed oil, um, you know, jojoba oil. Those are all excellent oils for the skin. Jojoba, particularly for oily skin, tricks the sebum into thinking it's making enough because molecularly it's the same. And so it's good for the skin, whereas too much sebum is not. And so better to have the jojoba on the skin, tricking the sebum so it doesn't make any more, and then having too much overproduction of sebum on the skin. Now, if your skin is very dry and dehydrated, then you're going to put on your hydration, and then you put your oil over that because those lipids in the oil are going to lock in the hydration from the hyaluronic acid. Okay? And always also, give your, um, your layers a couple of minutes in between to absorb a little bit. So don't just like slather stuff right on top of each other because then what's going to happen is it's going to all mix up together and then what's going to happen is, which also a lot of people do is overdo it and put a ton of product on because they think more is more, but it's not. Because again, your skin's not just going to like keep absorbing that in like, oh, if I sat here all day. No, it's, it's going to take as much as it can today, okay? And then as you keep putting on more, it almost pushes it back every day, pushes it back, pushes it back until it hits the dermis where all the work is being done and that's when you're going to start to see results in the skin. So if you've let your skin dry out and you haven't really moisturized well, you haven't had a consistent regimen, you haven't done your skincare properly, all that, it's not going to happen overnight. It's a process. But the good news is, is that once we figure out what's going on, what you're doing wrong, what you might not be doing wrong, what needs to be done, Okay, so yeah, uh, sorry, I had to pause because I have a dog and she's got a collapsed trachea and she started coughing, so I don't want you to have to deal with that, so I uh, had to pause for a second. So um, yeah, so the thing is with skin is, like I said before, it's like a sponge, so like I tell my clients, I cannot take your face off, okay, and put it into a bowl of water, because if I could, then you'd stay hydrated all the time, but you can't do that, right, obviously, so... What we gotta do is we gotta bring the water to the skin and then figure out the way to lock that in to the skin. So, um, if you're really feeling dehydrated, another good way to figure out if your skin is dehydrated, by the way, is to 
take your, you know, your, uh, your pointer and your thumb and just kind of pinch your skin a little bit, like right underneath the chin area. And if it doesn't go back very quickly, um, you might be a little dehydrated. That's another way to figure it out. So, um, and again, like I said, fine lines, wrinkles, even those wrinkles that tend to go on the top of the lip, those vertical lines, if you have those, you can take a great hydrator, blob it on there, get a cotton pad, put some hydrating toner or something on it, put it over that, put a hot towel, warm towel, I should say, and then wait about 15, 20 minutes. And guess what? Those wrinkles depending on how deep they are, if they're very, very deep, they'll be at least 70% uh, improved. And if they're not that deep at all, they'll be gone, literally gone. How is that? Well, because again, I'll say it, the skin is like a sponge. And when you do something called occlusion, which means you're covering the moisturizer or the hydrator um, so that it can't, it doesn't have anywhere else to go, but deep, deep into the skin, as deep as it can go, like at least a little deeper than you just putting it on there. Uh, and just kind of the warm towel opens it up again, doesn't open the pores because that's a fallacy. Okay. But it does is it softens the skin so that the, the product can go deeper into the skin, therefore flushing it with hydration quickly and letting that skin plump out. So if you have fine, fine lines under the eyes, same method can be used there with an eye cream, right? If you have it on the lip, if you have the, the 11 between the eye, uh, between the eyebrows, if you have that, that could either, if it's very deep, definitely will be majorly improved. If it's not that deep yet, it will be gone. Okay. That's how much the skin needs hydration and that's how much the skin responds to hydration. You will see it with your own eyes if you do what I say. You take the hydrator, you blob it on wherever your wrinkles are, okay? And then you put those cotton pads with either some uh, warm water or if you have a good hydrating toner, you put some of that on the pad, put that over it, and then put a warm towel, wait about 15, 20 minutes, and those wrinkles will either be greatly improved or gone. All right. And then after you do that, if your skin is really in not great shape, do that every night for like a week. And then after that, just maintain with good hydration every day and your skin will remain very well hydrated and much, much better. It'll look uh, more glowy. It'll be more happy. It'll be working properly. If you have acne, you need hydration so that your skin can work properly and keep toxins out. Because again, I'll say the hydration is what keeps intact the acid mantle, which then in, then in turn keeps the skin healthier. So everything, all issues of the skin start with the acid mantle, the barrier being destroyed in some way or another. All right. That's, that's just the way it is. Okay, so um, again, for dry skin, humidifiers in the house during the winter, if you don't have the money for humidifiers for every room or you don't want to have a humidifier, whatever the case, at least put little bowls of water around your house, distilled water, just put them everywhere and they will evaporate into the air and put more moisture into the air. Um, also, you know, of course, uh, you can always run the shower, 
some warm water. Don't get in the hot water because that will dry out your skin. But you could sit in the shower and, you know, in the bathroom with the steam and put cream on your face as you're doing that. That's going to help soften up your skin. You could boil a pot of water, of course, make it even easier. If it's not your whole body and, um, you know, put a towel over it. Be careful, of course. Put a towel, get that skin softened up and then put the hydrator on, put the towel and just deep, deep hydrate your skin. Same thing for the hands, for the feet, for the legs, for the, wherever you're experiencing dry skin or dehydrated skin, just put something on it and then wrap it up for a little bit and let it sit in it. And then you'll see a big difference. Okay? So let's say your hands are very dry and cracked. First of all, I always recommend paraffin baths for my clients who tell me their skin on their hands. I got a lot of nurses and people in the medical field. The skin on their hands gets very, very dry because they're always using antibacterial soaps, etc. Um, you get a nice emollient hand cream like Neutrogena is a very good one. I used to sell a lot of that in CVS. Get that. Put a nice, you know, take a shower so your skin's soft. Put a nice little layer of that on. Put your hands into some clean gym socks and just sit for 15 or 20 minutes. Or even wrap them up in some uh, plastic wrap. 15, 20 minutes. Take it off. Rub the remainder in. Give it a good, good boost like that for three or four nights in a row. And then continue and maintain. And the skin will stay more supple. All right? And also remember as we get older, we do lose a lot of suppleness to the skin unless we have a lot of melanin in the skin then we keep the suppleness because we have a lot of oil which is the sebum to the skin and that's why the skin stays nice so the darker the complexion a lot of times you won't have wrinkling you won't have sagging and things like that because the skin is staying nice and supple but what you will have is very oily skin and you might get breakouts and darkness of the skin and things like that all right, so, um, yeah, so that's the difference. And dry skin is going to be, like, flaky uh, a lot of times around the nose and, um, you know, like maybe around the eyes you'll be dry and flaky in the chin area, the forehead, right, pretty much anywhere you can have dry skin. On the body, of course. Um, a lot of times, um, you know, people with very oily skin, the skin will be also very dry, and it can be both. It could also be dehydrated. Uh, in fact, it is usually dehydrated if there is acne in the skin. So keep hydrating when you have acne. It's really, really important. And like I said, you want a hydrator, not a moisturizer. A moisturizer is going to be based more on oils. A hydrator is going to be based more on water. So that's what you want. All right? And uh, that's it, really, for me for today. Um, I hope that you have a great day. I hope that you hydrate your skin today because um, in about two months from now, it's going to be screaming for it. Hey, don't forget your lips either. A little bit of sugar scrub, a little bit of olive oil or another oil, scrub them up, then take it off, put some more of that oil and rub it in really well, put some uh, chapstick or Vaseline over that, and bang, you got some beautiful lips going. Hi folks, hope you have a beautiful day, and uh, this is your favorite esthetician signing off. Please like, please subscribe, you know, I'd appreciate it, if you do. Thanks a lot, hope you have a beautiful day.